0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to the 52-Bit Podcast. My name is Neetha, and this is a podcast where we talk about something either you or I or both of us want to talk about. This week, we'll be talking about unprecedented times or precedented times. This phrase gets thrown around a lot, and I know we're all probably sick and tired of hearing in unprecedented times like this. It's basically what we've been hearing for about the last 18-ish months. On top of hearing it, whenever a politician basically ever speaks, unprecedented times are basically this idea that something's come up that we couldn't have foreseen or is different from our quote unquote normal. And it's shocking and, and new. And how do we deal with that? I will start this podcast as to say I'm going to start with the argument that no time is ever precedented. And spoilers, I don't think we should ever want to go back to precedented times. I feel like the idea of having precedented times at least right now means we want to go back to not having to deal with a a large pandemic right in our face all of the times. And all of these hard issues that are coming up in our lives, whether it is political, social, on like a familial or relationship basis, with our schools, with our cities... We don't want to have to deal with all of the things that are going on, but I think these are the things that we have to deal with. I think every time in our life will be an unprecedented time. The idea of going back to quote-unquote precedented times always means that they're based off of something we have lived through, and I would arguably say that even though right now is hard and it's bad and you could maybe argue that a couple of years ago it may or may not have been better for some people, the idea of going back to a time that is precedented, that is safe, isn't good and we shouldn't be doing it because it is still regressing back to what was and not dealing with what we have. I know human minds are also wired to resist change and it's scary. So when we hear unprecedented times, it comes with this idea of new things that we're not used to. We maybe don't know how to deal with, but it's still, in my opinion, something we have to deal with. It's not like we can ignore it and walk away from it. I wanted to take some time and maybe talk about a couple of them, at least on like an individual basis, what we can do because I do think the world is big and overwhelming and scary and a lot of times you can get overwhelmed and not know what to do especially on a person-to-person basis you know a lot of the problems that we have in this world are not ones that we have personally created so it is very hard to think about how we would fix something that we're not directly in charge of or possibly there's something very large to fix that we clearly cannot fix on our own. I will start from step one, which is I think the one that is looming over everybody's head, which is the large global pandemic that we are all in. I'm just going to talk about fighting the actual virus, quote unquote, fighting the virus as much as you can. One of the things I know people always wish is that we weren't in this time where we had to socially distanced and get vaccinated and had to sift through all this information and everything and figure out what is right and what is wrong and what we should be doing. And they wish people weren't dying. And I agree. I also wish people weren't dying. If we could go back to a time without a pandemic, I think that would be ideal for everybody. But I've seen a couple of research papers and scientists bring up the point that we are in pandemics a lot more than we think we are. Um, Obviously, This one with COVID-19 is related a lot to the Spanish flu pandemic that was in the early 1900s, but we've had multiple such outbreaks since then. But one of the amazing things that we have on our side is vaccinations. So we've made vaccines for different viruses and things that spread between humans that we can clearly take care of because vaccinations are essentially to teach your body how to fight off certain viruses. So in my head, you know, I agree. I wish we didn't have the COVID-19 virus in the world. Anything we can do to save all of those lives would be amazing. But what we need to do now is to try to save as many lives as possible. And I think that is a long and grueling task and it's hard and it's it's been going on for literally months to years now. So it's exhausting to keep up. But um, I like to personally think that, you know, When I'm thinking of what I can do, it's one, get vaccinated and get everybody, you know, vaccinated as much as you can. And then the only thing you can do is you can really control yourself. Really early in the pandemic in America, a lot of infographics were sent out on what are safe and unsafe things that you can do or places where COVID-19 will spread more regularly. And It's very hard to know how to navigate that now as there is different information for unvaccinated individuals and vaccinated individuals and people who are immunocompromised and people who are not immunocompromised and people who are older and people who are younger, especially because everyone over the age of 12 is able to get vaccinated, but also against different variants, the vaccine may not be as effective. So I understand there's a lot of information to wade through and a lot to look through, but what I like to do is I like to look back to information we were given last summer. The summer of 2020, I think we started to really get a grasp on how this uh, virus is spread. And I kind of look at that chart, and I am fully vaccinated, as I've said multiple times. I love vaccines. I will get as many as they want me to. I love helping my immune system fight things for me. It's great. But the thing I do is I look back to the information we were given in summer 2020, and I look at a specific uh, chart that shows me what is the most risky and the least risky things I can do. And I look at that and I say, what am I comfortable with? And I, I personally have a lot of anxiety um, about most things in my life. Uh, this pandemic does not help, but I have a lot of anxiety about change and things that are new and the possibility of something going wrong. And in my head with a pandemic, the thing that could go wrong is I could get sick and I'm like 26, 27. So I will probably be fine. Um, we don't know the long-term effects of COVID, but I will most likely be fine in the short term at least. But when you get a, a virus, you're able to transmit it to people. So I very much never want to transmit this to somebody else specifically, you know, my friends and family, obviously I care a lot about them, but also, anybody else in this world. I, I, I wouldn't want to harm somebody else on accident or on purpose. So I tend to think of that while I'm looking at these things on this chart. And obviously, since I'm vaccinated, I have a lower chance of getting COVID. But it helps inform me of what I am comfortable with doing and how I want to do it. So, for example, I'll link the chart below because it's one of the ones I still use. But, you know, going to get the mail super simple Your chances of getting covid-19 are very low my mailbox is within a building so i make sure nobody is in that building and then i go in get my mail and i leave right i'm never going to stop checking my mail i need to know if i get things grocery shopping i used to do in person i would do it at a time when people were not there as much so i'd go over like my lunch hour or i'd go early in the morning to make sure not as many people were there I would always wear my mask and make sure I didn't get close to people. And then I would get my stuff and leave. Now for one of my grocery stores, I actually do, um, pick up, especially because I do it with my roommate. So we're able to both pick up at the same time, but I follow the same kind of, uh, rules when I'm in my other grocery stores, specifically H Martin Indie Bazaar or Patel brothers or Subsea Mundi, whatever Indian grocery store I've gone to, I will, try to stay away from people. I'm obviously wearing a mask. And if somebody is looking at something that I need, I'll like go to another part of the store and pick something else up that I need, or I will wait. There's no reason to get in somebody's face. You know, usually the other person and I are both wearing a mask, but I just would rather wait and have a little bit of time between us so that we're not close to each other. So I'm keeping them safe and myself safe. A little higher up on that list is eating out. I'm still not super comfortable with eating out indoors. I've done it once and I did not choose to. The restaurant did not have outdoor seating and we were definitely going to eat here. So I did that once and I kept my mask on whenever I was walking anywhere except my table. But I would much rather prefer to never go indoors for a restaurant ever again, ideally, unless it's like. A restaurant where you have to be indoors, like if it's you're cooking on a table during it or something, then I'll do it. But I usually do takeout and bring it home, or if there is plenty of outdoor seating and it's like not a busy time, I will actually eat at the restaurant. I do this a lot of times with desserts. Um, I love going out and trying desserts; they're delicious and supporting local businesses. So I'll do that and sit at their outdoor seating, so my ice cream doesn't melt while I'm trying to drive home. Always a good time. So those are the kind of things that I'm comfortable with doing versus things that are a lot higher up on the list that you're more likely to be in close proximity with that might be a little less safe, specifically flying. Um, I've flown home twice. I make sure to double mask. I never take off my mask while I'm in the airport, except for that one time they make you take it off so they can check you're a person that is actually flying. And I make sure to stay away from people. I'm not comfortable, as I said, eating indoors or going to movie theaters just yet. When transmission in my state is much lower, I think I'll feel a lot more comfortable. But not everyone is masking where I live and not everyone is social distancing. So I do that because that's what makes me comfortable. And on top of that, I try to monitor my symptoms. Um, Obviously, it's also... There's a lot of pollen in the air, so it's really hard to know what symptoms you have and if you have COVID-like symptoms, if you're sneezing and your nose is running and you're coughing all the time. But, you know, just kind of keeping track of myself. That's what I personally do for that because I still want to do things that I like, like going to grocery store, going out to parks and everything, but I, I don't want to harm somebody else. Precedented times. Another thing I think is really big on our minds right now is changes in political scape. So I don't know about where everybody else is, but my state, Texas, has recently passed a slew of laws that, to say the least, are not great. They're kind of awful. They're kind of the worst, to be honest. Personal opinion. I'm sure somebody enjoys them, but the slew of laws, I obviously disagree with. And I think That falls into the unprecedented times. There were a couple of these that we weren't expecting. A couple of them we easily were. But a couple of them we weren't expecting. And the way they're written isn't great. So it's very easy to get frustrated and unhappy and wish we were in a time before this. Obviously, we can't go back. And sometimes if we go too far back, it's worse. For the most part, it can be very frustrating and, like, you can't do anything in this regard because none of us as far as I know no lawmakers listen to this podcast that are like in office right now but none of us currently can like walk in there and be like I'm going to fix this right now like I can't walk down to Austin Texas and be like look Congress you're all wrong I am rewriting all of the Texas Constitution including all of the changes you just recently made to all of the laws we have I'm fixing it all I'm pretty sure I would not make it far. I'm pretty sure they would be very unhappy with me, except that I would be wearing a mask. They'd probably be happy about that. But everything else they would be very unhappy with because I am not an elected official in Texas. So I can't, I can't really do anything. I don't really have a say except for contacting my officials, which, uh, depending on who your officials are, can feel very frustrating, kind of like you're doing nothing. But I feel like this is happening in every state. A lot of times we feel very alienated, very much like We can't do anything. I want to say that is how they want you to feel. Not they as in the specific people who are making the law, but the people who want these laws to go into effect want you to feel like they're final. The thing to remember about at least America and the states individually is that laws are ever-growing and ever-changing, and the goal is to make sure that they are changed to be better for those in the future. And that's what we should always be striving for. The thing that always gets me in the back of my head is You're trying to make this world better for those who come after us. What I went through mattered, but I don't want the people after me to have to go through the same thing and struggle the same way I did or in even a worse way. So what we should be doing is trying to make it better. A couple of ways that I think can help alleviate this kind of like exasperated thoughts that like we can't do anything about this. Um, One, you can try to contact your local officials. But two, if they don't listen, because a lot of them either are very busy and have a lot of people or just don't agree with your views, and so they'll try to spin it and say, well, I'm listening to the collective as a whole, you know, I disagree with you individually, but I'm doing the best for the state, county, whatever, city, is one, you could run for office if you have the time, but two, most of us do not. So you should work to elevate the voices of people who can and individuals who can whether that is by joining an advocacy group, whether that's by joining individual groups who are working towards fixing these laws or people who are running for office to replace these people. The one thing you cannot do is give up fighting, which I know is very easy to do. The idea of precedented times is wanting to go back to a time that is more comfortable, a time that we don't have to fight as much in, a time that we don't have to work as much to fix the place we are in because it's already fixed. But the idea of that is that it's simpler, but even in that time, we have things to fix. I think that is something that we always forget, is that even that time has things that need to be changed. So yeah, those are my main thoughts. I uh, The world is very frustrating right now, and I understand. The last thing I want to talk about is climate change, because I think we can all talk about the fact that we're very frustrated about climate change, obviously. The northwest part of the country is on fire, whereas the northeast and Louisiana are flooded. The Midwest is hotter than it's ever been, which is very strange. Obviously, it's blazing hot here in Texas, and we've had a couple tornadoes who have hit us this year and a snowstorm. I don't want to talk about the Texas grid. That's a lot. There's too much going on there. But it can feel very helpless a lot of times in regards to climate and how we can fix it, because most of the carbon that is emitted in this country is not made by individuals. The first thing is obviously lobbying and making sure that lobbying is not controlled by those who run a lot of coal. But at a shorter, smaller level, a couple of the things we can do on an individual basis are to stop consuming as much. Surprisingly, a lot of our waste comes from overconsumption. Whether that is food, clothing, electronics, etc. We consume a lot and then we throw it away. And the way we throw it away is really bad. Honestly, a lot of plastics are not actually recycled even though we recycle them. A lot of our recycling is not actually recycled even though we recycle. And a lot of our trash just goes into landfills that we end up selling to different countries, which I find ironic. We're just shipping our trash everywhere else. And trash, especially electronics trash, will not decompose for decades. So buying things that are higher quality or buying less from large corporations that can then be sent to landfills is really good. Also finding uses for things, multiple, two, three, four, five, six uses for things so they can stay with you longer is very good. One of the things I have been trying to do since I now live in an apartment that I've lived in quite consistently and I do not live in a college apartment is I've been trying to get back to the sustainability efforts that my parents have instilled in me and also create a couple more of my own. Um, Indian culture tends to be quite sustainable, and the practices I was taught growing up were quite sustainable. And on top of that, I am looking into sustainability a little more, at least while I'm trying to grow my style and the way I live. So I'll talk a little bit about that, but keep that in mind as you're going through your life. Just to uh, take a moment, kind of check in, Think about, am I using everything that I'm taking and how am I leaving, like how am I getting rid of the things that I'm done with them? If you can change it to be a little more sustainable, that'll be amazing. And I know this isn't going to fix everything, especially in the climate crisis, but the less we use and the less waste that we create will lead to less consumption of things that will harm our climate. So yeah, those are those are my thoughts on unprecedented times. I, the world right now is a lot to take in. And I I just want to say I don't think it's going to get any less to take in. I say this as somebody who, at you know, uh, most of us are around the same age. So I don't know how it was for you all. I say this this episode will come out on September 10th, which is the day before September 11th, which is when a plane ran into the Twin Towers in New York City. And I was six, five or six when that happened. And my life changed dramatically after that. I am Indian American, so I am brown. Um, And after that point, the rhetoric around brown people in America changed the laws around who is safe and who is not, how we police safety within airports and on the street. changed to the point where I, as a five-year-old child, knew something was different. And I don't know if any of you had a similar experience, but that has started from the age of five. And obviously as a child, I didn't completely understand it, but now as an adult, I understand a lot more the ramifications of every small thing to the point that times have never been precedent while I've been alive. And there is some beauty in that. There is some hope. As, you know, through our lifetime, we have seen electric vehicles have started coming in. I wish I could talk a lot more about electronics and how we are building electronics a lot more safely and effectively than we were before, even in the practice of building up electronics. There are wins, even though it doesn't feel like it a lot of times. And that comes along with unprecedented times. These aren't things that we thought would have happened versus precedented times. Obviously, not everything that has happened has been good since then, as I stated. The effects of what happened on September 11th on South Asians, West Asians, Middle Eastern Americans, along with what has happened recently with COVID 19 in the East Asian, Southeast Asian population. Obviously, there are a lot of negatives that come out of unprecedented times as well, but I think we can hinge on to the idea that as long as we are still working and trying, precedented times, are not what we want. We want to continue to have unprecedented times with positivity flowing through. So that is all I'm going to say on that. Thank you all so much for listening. Um, my name is Nita. It's been the 52-Bit Podcast. Let me know your comments, questions, concerns, funny jokes, um, ideas for ways to work in an unprecedented time. What do, you, what do we need? What, what should we be working on? What should we be focusing on? And how can we change it? Thank you all for listening. My name is Nita, and I'll talk to you later. Bye.